0: Hello, hello, hello,
1: hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God bless you all. My name is I'm Unique, and I am here to share um, some thoughts, some words, things that God put in my heart and my mind. I'm so thankful and I'm so blessed to have you here listening. Like um, You chose to listen to this podcast, of all the things you could have chosen to listen to, to expose your precious ears to, you are here listening to I'm Unique Divine. I was, I want to jump right in, right? I was in talking to the Lord earlier. I'm not even going to cap. I was frustrated um, with him with myself, with life, just frustrated altogether. Not, I won't say with him necessarily, but I was frustrated and I allowed that frustration to spew over into my relationship with him. And so when I approached the throne of grace boldly, as the Bible tells us to, when we need help, thank you Jesus, cause I needed grace. Like, I'm a okay, so I approached the throne of grace and I was just like, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I stopped right there. And I just say I had a say lie moment because I had a a moment where not only was I frustrated, but I was frustrated with myself because of some decisions that I've made here lately, because of some things that got exposed that are in my heart that I didn't that I kind of knew were there, but I was kind of ignoring. But it's been exposed, like, I don't know if you've ever been in, like, a, a space where you're, like, you know what I'm saying, where you're, like, um, God convicts you, you know, you've been living and being a certain way, you've been talking, living, thinking a certain way for so long, and then you go from you, you feel like it's okay, like, you're comfortable, I should, should I say, you're comfortable living, being, thinking, carrying yourself a certain way for so long, thank you, Jesus, that when God confronts that part of you that you have been comfortable with for a while, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Um, it's different than when we get saved, and it's like, you're ready to give your life to God. You're ready to surrender all this evil and wicked stuff to him because it's killing you. And at least that's how I came to God. I know we all have approached Jesus or came to God in our own type of way and whatever. We all have different, different testimonies, but the way I came to God initially on some real stuff was like, um, God, I, you know, I was basically just tired of of how I was living in the state I was in. I was sick, like sick, Uh, sick. And I wasn't physically like I was. I didn't have like a cold like I was. I was physically like healthy, physically, very healthy, very, very in shape physically. But spiritually, I was dead on the inside and I was sick. And I knew it because like I was if you've ever heard my testimony, I was doing drugs and Fornicating and fornicating—if you don't know what that means—that means having sex with people if you that you're not married to. Um, Drugs, fornicating, drinking, and yet—and I had like the material, the worldly success. But it's like when I gave my life to—I got tired of it. I got tired of like continuing to like seek all this stuff and everything I thought I wanted, I ended up getting, I wanted to find boyfriend. I got that. I wanted a good paying job. I got that. I wanted a nice looking apartment. I got that. I wanted to graduate college and get a healthcare job so that I could wear scrubs and look important and feel important. And I got all of that and, <laughs> and I got all of that stuff and I was still like sick, spiritually sick. And I got to seeking all this deep knowledge. And, you know, I had a friend. We actually grew pretty close. We met her in college. We ended up working in the same field, um, studying the same type of stuff. So we would always, we would get high and we would talk about all this deep stuff. We would be like talking about, um, talking about like, like just, just, you know, black stuff and we're just talk about creation and a black, black inequality and injustice and, deep stuff astrology and deep things that people would deem spiritual Our zodiac signs and all the moon and sun and all that we were talking we would do all that stuff and i was thinking so i was like hmm you know this stuff man, it's, it's interesting but i was still smoking weed i was still having to like i still was attached to this boyfriend of mine like i still felt like i needed those things to make me feel good and so anywho um i'm way way off course i did not plan to go down that rabbit hole but here we are Uh everything is said for a reason i believe but um yeah so all this stuff i was ready to give it up once i realized the wretched poor trash condition i was in i was like here take it all i don't want it because so i was so desperate for change and so um, after that I um, you know, in in those moments when you're just sick of how you are, when you're desperate for help, when you're desperate for change, when you're tired of living as one would say broke, busted, and disgusted, I believe, then you you would do whatever you got to do to get change, you get help, but. Once God begins to change you and transform you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Once God begins to heal me and change me, transform me, change my mind, change my heart, deliver me, set me free, counsel me, help me, encourage me. All this stuff, I I, I begin to get, it begins to become common to me. I'm sorry if I'm talking about myself a lot, but it's going to, I'm going to. I have great points, I promise. And I don't know who else I would talk about with this. I just have myself, as my life as an example, amen. And so, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm no longer addicted to drugs. I'm no longer smoking alcohol. I'm no longer fornicating. I'm no longer, I got delivered. I got delivered from some demons too. I got real life deliverance. Demons cast it out of me. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is oh, I thought I was a Christian, before. oh, this is lit. <laughs> and I'm starting to move and, you know, in the ministry, I'm teaching and I'm pre- preaching the word of God, sharing the word of God, praying for people, helping people, all this different stuff. I'm moving, I'm doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, so excited. I'm just so like fired up for Christ. And and I have a song I say this it's called "Fire." It's on all music streaming platforms. "Fire" by I'm Unique Devon. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: it set me on fire. Consume everything in me that's not like you. Set me on fire. And so I, um, I literally, thank you, Jesus, had become complacent with God and didn't even realize it. And so much so, and it's not like a wicked thing. It's not like a, oh, you're going to hell because you, but I had become just so, it it sneaks up on you. I had become content with the level that I had been living on in Christ. I'm like. I'm cool. I can pray and I can experience, I can shift atmospheres when I pray, when I sing, I can do this. You know, I'm like, I'm healed. I'm no longer doing this and that. But God is like, okay, good job. Great job. Heaven is rejoicing. But now let me address this idol in your heart. Mm. Let me address your judgmental attitude. Mm. Let me address This lust over here. Let me address this childhood trauma that you keep avoiding and trying to keep yourself busy to keep from addressing and dealing with. Let me address your daddy issues. You know, that type of stuff. The deep things. The Bible says the spirit, the Bible, the word of God says that the spirit searches all things. Yea, the deep things of God. So when you get in partnership in a relationship with the with the Holy with God with the Holy Spirit he's not just gonna search you superficially he's not just gonna say stop smoking stop drinking stop having sex stop uh watching porn stop um that's another thing the Lord delivered me from porn I used to watch porn uh, and thank you Jesus for saving me uh cleansing me from all that still cleansing to be done you know there's always more that we can Die to but anyway um so yeah when you grow in intimacy with the holy spirit he begins to reveal things to you he begins to confront certain things in your heart and in your life the way you handle stuff the way you handle people the way you handle business the way your commitment your faithfulness like things like deep things things that people in the world will say oh it's not a big deal mm, it's okay she's a good christian she don't do what we doing, so she's saved. She's going to heaven. Great. She's on fire. Let me just slide over here for a moment and and park here, quote unquote. But um, yeah, like speaking to speaking to that a little more. Excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. <laughs>
0: excuse
1: me. Yes, excuse me. Speaking to that a little more, um, as the Lord confronts you about certain things, reveals certain things to you, you may think that you're on track and you're doing good because you're around people in the world and you're looking at people in the world and you're like, oh yeah, I'm not smoking crack, I'm not doing myth, I'm not on the streets. Begging for money or prostituting my body out, so I'm straight. Like I'm, you know, I'm a good Christian. You know, we thinking like that. That's the important. that speaks to the importance of surrounding yourself with other people in the faith, so that you never get complacent in your walk with Christ. Because you could very well be going to heaven, you know, and be doing decent and be quote unquote saved, but not living out your fullest potential in Christ. It's like a little ceiling, like a ceiling you hit, like a plateau you can hit on your journey. And it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Because when we don't want to deal with stuff, we, tend to, we can tend to avoid it, which is why I think a lot of issues exist in life um, as far as addiction and um, things we do to cope with stuff. Uh, some people have shopping addictions, Some people have food addictions, Some people have addiction to... To people pleasing and helping people and some people have addictions to ministry and, and doing works at church and it's all kind of stuff out here that we attach ourselves to and we just pour ourselves into so that we don't have to deal with what's inside of us y'all should see my face right now because I'm Holy Spirit is preaching um yeah so God begins to deal with this. He begins to deal with this on a deeper level. So, anywho, I started out this conversation I was talking about earlier when I was going before the throne of grace because I needed some grace, I needed some mercy, I needed it bad because I was going through a lot of inner turmoil, just having all these thoughts just all, all floating around my mind. And so I said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, stop right there for a moment. I was like, Wow, this is amazing. I can come to you and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I can come to you like like as your child because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. As a child, I can come to him, the creator of the universe, the God of the ruler of everything, everything. I can come to him. As his daughter. Not as this desperate person who just doesn't have a, a father. Or Not as an orphan. Not as just somebody wandering and like, well, just can you just help me a little bit? And I can come to him like, no, daddy, in the name of Jesus. That is so beautiful to me. I had to stop and take that in for a moment, cause we can take it for granted. Cause I, you know, we could get to praying and praying and praying and praying so much, and it become repetitious, and we become religious with our prayers. And it's like, um, yeah, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we, you know, we just run through it, cause it's like, okay, that, that's what they teach us. And you know, I want to, I want to be right when I pray. <laughs> so it's like, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the. You just go on and carry on, but to really embrace. Father, God, in the name of Jesus. Because if I go to him and I'm like, Father, God, in the name of I'm unique, I'm not getting nowhere. <laughs> because my righteousness will never be enough to please God. God. Cause in my own name, I'm unique. There's some sin attached to that name, but in the name of Jesus, the Father sees me as righteous, as holy, as pure. Jesus did. Jesus's blood did that for us. When we go to Him in the name of Jesus, we're going to Him as I don't even see your sin. I see is my son. Perfect. Spotless lamb. I don't have to go through this apprehension and this worry and this over Is oh my gosh. Oh, what if God's gonna see? Oh, he's gonna know that I had this lustful thought. Oh, he's gonna know that I had to it's like, I right. father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Straight to the throne of grace. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father. I need you, Father. Lord, forgive me for my lustful thoughts. Lord, forgive me for thinking, like, for doing this, for disobeying you, for you know and we can get washed in the blood of Jesus. The Bible says in 1 John 1, nine. This is a scripture that one of my counselors has truly um it's like it just sticks with me cuz the one, the first person I went to therapy with, um amazing woman of God, she um she um told me this scripture one day when I was dealing with some condemnation, 1 John 1, nine, where he says if we say we have no sin, we make um, we're, we make us a liar, but if we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <clears throat> so we we go to God in confession, not hiding behind all the, the the crap that we know we carry within us, but we go to Him confessing them. Because because of the blood of Jesus, we're forgiven from that. But if we don't confess it, it's like, it's just going to stay in us. And then we got to continue to carry and go through this, those in, internal cycles of guilt and shame and condemnation. Instance, not instance, for instance, <laughs> if I'm having like lustful thoughts lustful thoughts in my mind lustful thoughts um... lustful thoughts and I'm just every time I see somebody I start thinking lustful toward them not just anybody but you know or if, if it's not sexual, then it's just stuff. I want stuff. I'm lusting. I I gotta have. See, ooh, I want that. I want them shoes. Ooh, I want them clothes. Ooh, I want that car. Ooh, I want that house. Ooh, I want that. Ooh, it's, and it becomes covetous, and you just, you know, you want what other people have. And the Holy Spirit is light. So He lights up everything. Whatever we're thinking, whatever we're feeling, he's there and he's like, yep, I see. It. I, yeah." Not judging us, but he's just, like, he knows, the Bible says, he knows our thoughts when they're far off. So he already knows it. So we can either, we can either, as I kind of said earlier, suppress that stuff and act like it don't exist and it don't bother us. Or we can address it and confess it. Hey, we can suppress it, or we can address it and confess it. We would never confess our sin. And the things that are in us that, that... And it don't have to necessarily just be things that we do wrong or things that are that make us terrible people, make us feel like we're terrible people. It could be um, our fears. I'm afraid of this. I'm anxious about this. I don't like this. I was uncomfortable with this. Whatever it is going on within our souls, God cares about it. So he ain't just like the judge and... He is the judge now, righteous judge now. So, (laughs) but I'm saying he's also our lover, our husband, our friend, our maker, our creator, our wonderful counselor. He's the man. There was, um... I was at at church at a conference the other day. It was amazing, by the way. Habitation conference. Um... I was at church in... Um... Thank you, Jesus. And this preacher said... God, Yahweh... Um... It said, he said, Yahweh means God is whoever you need him to be when you need him to be that. I'm paraphrasing. But he said that. And there's a song. I think I've made a video about it.
0: You're whatever I need you to be. You're the I am, you are. You're whatever I need you to be. You are the I am. You are. You are the I am. You are. Yeah. He is
1: truly whatever we need him to be. So when I do need mercy, he's there. The word of God says God is good and his mercy endures forever. Whenever we do need mercy, he's there. Whenever we do need grace, he's there to provide that for us. Whenever we do just need somebody to talk to, pour our heart out to he's there just as a listening ear whenever we are worried about something he's there to console us to comfort us to give us guidance to give us wisdom whenever we are ignorant of something he's there to teach us <laughs> whenever we're off track he's there to rebuke us and get us back in line hey what you doing with it you doing too much come back over here wake up snap back shake it whatever we need him to need him to be not want him to be now i'm not saying that we can manipulate god into uh, working in our favor cuz he knows what we need before we even ask him now so he knows when we truly need mercy he versus when we just out here acting out And we didn't took his mercy for granted. His grace for granted. He knows the difference. He knows the difference. Yet, sometimes... In the same token, uh, sometimes even when we think we don't need or we don't deserve, quote unquote, mercy or grace, He still gives it to us. Thank you, Jesus. Even when we think we don't deserve it, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Even when we think we don't deserve it, he still gives it to us. Oh, but God, I'm just keep messing up. I'm tired of messing up. I keep making the same mistakes. I know better. I don't even do better keep warning me about this and I keep getting into it. You told me not to do it last time. I got my heart broke and now here I am again, doing it again. He told me to stay away from that. But I did it anyway and now I'm suffering the consequences. Yet he doesn't condemn us in those conditions. He knows that we are but dust, the Bible says in the book of Psalms. He knows that we're but dust. Dust meaning fragile. You know, dust is something that you can wipe off with your finger. <laughs> this this flesh that we live in is it's very fragile and it's temporary and it's it's yeah. It's not very strong, I'll say that. He knows that um, and only a father could interact with us treat us in such a way that we deserve so much mercy and grace man I tell you when I see some, some children I work with children quite a bit um, probably most of my, let me think, probably in the majority of, definitely the majority of my professional career and even ministry experiences has been working with children. And so as I um, work with some children, some of them are difficult than others um, for, you know, behavior issues and you know, it's a lot of offense that happens when you're working with children, especially children who come from imperfect uh, backgrounds. But some of them might be like, um, I'm ready to send you to the house. <laughs> Why are your mom and daddy? I'm, y'all, I love them. I love a lot. But, and then they'll go talk to their parents. And their parents will love on them or grandparents or whoever love on them and encourage them and give them the support and love that I, as a teacher or a coach or whatever position I'm in, that I can't give them because I didn't have them, like they didn't come out of me or through me. So I don't have that level of connectedness and tenderheartedness toward them. You know when it's our child i don't have any children but when it's somebody a child they they can find all the reasons and all the excuses to advocate for them oh but his eye was hurting oh he he needs glasses oh his he was just feeling bad about this one day and and as a teacher as a whatever position i'm in in this child's life that's not their parent i i'm i'm just like okay but still he still did this he still she still did that and He needs to be accountable. You know, I'm just like the law, law, law. (laughs) God deliver me from every pharisaical spirit. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to be too judgmental. Sometimes I am. I confess I'm intense. When I'm trying to, when I'm on a mission, I become very intense, very focused. Sometimes to the point to get on people's nerves. Sometimes I I need a balanced a person to come in and balance me out and say, "Hey, um, y'all um say, "Hey, you need you could it's okay, just relax," you know? <laughs> but when I'm in mission mode, I'm like, "Let's go," you know? But anyway, me being that type of person, um, I won't say that that's my dominant personality, but when you turn that switch on for me, it's like, okay, I mean, what's up? Don't ask me to do something if you don't want me to do it correctly and or wholeheartedly. Especially if it's something that I'm good at or that I'm called to. Oh yeah, like um, don't call me and ask me to sing at your event if you don't want people crying on the flow. I'm just hey. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, that whatever I'm doing Don't call me to be Whatever. Don't call me to do stuff if you don't mean to do it all the way and do it righteously. Anyway, so that that's very debatable because I confess some I acknowledge my transgression that sometimes I can be very, um, just, I can, it beca- I can become critical if I'm not emotionally charged up. If I become cynical, then it's like, ugh, I'm annoying. But, um, because I'm driven. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Anywho, so because I'm like that, I'm not able to always see children, or even people, because all people are God's children. Sometimes I'm not able to see people through the lens of the grace and mercy that God has on us. Ooh, it's hard. I'm just like, get them out of my face. Talking about grown people and children. But God is like, send them to me. I can handle them. And I love them. And I'm going to love them forever. <laughs> That's what he did for me. So I can't even cap like I'm, you know, and I didn't, I didn't deserve. I didn't do anything to earn his love. Like it's just who he is. But it's a blessing to be able to come and to come to God in the name of Jesus. Um, I really just can't wrap my eye, my mind around all that the name of Jesus means to you and I, to all of us. Um, it's not just a name that you throw around casually, like a, like a job reference. It's not just like, um, a, it's not just like, um, oh yeah, my, my homeboy, um, he it. He work at Foot Locker. His name is Jesus, yeah. If you go over there, he could get you some shoes. No, it's not just like an ordinary. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Jesus could get you to hook up with some Foot Locker shoes. But um, yeah, his name holds so much weight and power. Earlier, I just started calling on the name of Jesus. In the car, I was the enemy was trying to come for me. I just started. I just kept saying the name of Jesus. I was sitting at the stoplight. Jesus, 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 till I got to my destination. I was like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> His name is powerful. There's a song um, called "Tremble," and it says, "Your
0: name is a light." that the shadows can't deny your name cannot be overcome your name is alive forever lifted high your name cannot be overcome jesus jesus you make the darkness tremble jesus jesus you silence feel oh, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus.
1: Anyway, I love this song. I love the lyrics. I love the whole composition. But anyway, yes, yeah, tremble. And so, man, the name of Jesus has so much power. And I'm not even going to cap, I don't know all the, how to, like, all the ins and outs of how it works and why the blood. And I know that, you know, blood equals life and sin equals death. I know that, you know, I know, like, the, 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 the gospel pretty much. But even after having received the gospel and been saved... Um, I don't think certain believers know the the, the weight that the name of Jesus holds. I'm not saying we should go around just, Jesus, pop, Jesus, boom, hitting people in the face, Jesus, pop. You know, there's some people who shout the name of Jesus and have no idea who he is or don't have the revelation of what the name of Jesus means. But I think that the more we grow in our faith, the more we grow in understanding of, like, man, what this man really did for me, man, then I think it's like, wow. Gives us a new level of gratitude. Gratitude. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah. That's pretty much it. Um I'm going to have to I'm going to have to see what topic I'm going to have to make um with these with this for this podcast, excuse me. I have to see what we're going to do with it. But um Yeah, I'm gonna see. Probably like the name of Jesus. I don't know. We'll see. Nonetheless, uh, thank you so much for listening. I think I'm gonna wrap it up right here. This is a good spot because I'm starting to feel mushy uh, for the second time during this podcast. Um, And so I'm just so grateful to God once again, um, just for his mercy towards me, towards all of us. I'm gonna pray. Uh, that's not something that I normally do on these. I think I prayed maybe a couple times before this on this podcast. But I'm going to pray right now. Jesus, thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus, for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness toward all of your children, toward all of us who you love so dearly. Thank you for dying for us, dying for our sin, dying in our place. So instead of us having to go to hell because of the consequences of our sin, you took that punishment on yourself, Jesus. And you were raised up on the third day. You rose from the dead with all power. Power over sin, death, hell, and the grave. And that same power lives in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The same power lives in us. So now we can live free from sin, free from sin and death, free from shame, free from separation from God, the Father. Thank you for drawing us closer to God, the Father. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die for us. Let us never forget what this means to us and for us while we're on this journey. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.